everybody, and welcome to another episode of Call It in the Ring. I am Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with my best pal, Ed. How you doing tonight, buddy? Well, I'm all right. I don't feel uh, I don't feel prodded having to have to watch this paper. Jesus Christ, with those puns. Mm-hmm. My God. <laughs> Edward, everybody. Edward. Edward has left the building. I don't know what else to say on that one. Dun, 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 dun. My God. So tonight, since you've downloaded this episode, you know that we're talking about Starcade 1998. This is a big deal because this is the first ever WCW pay-per-view that we've only done so far. So this is our first one. And, uh, oh, oh, this was, this was pretty, uh, pretty, uh, bad. I don't know how you felt. <laughs> well, let's 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 remember where we were um, in 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 1998 in terms of in terms of wrestling, right? So it was this was in DC, I think, right? Yep. And they had hyped this thing up like crazy because Nash was booking at the time. There was a split had that had happened uh, earlier between the the New World Order. Uh, they had the NWO Black and White, the NWO Hollywood, and the NWO Wolfpack. The Wolfpack were the faces. They were the good guys. Um, the the NWO Black and White, Hollywood, were the, were the, were the heels. Uh, Eric Bischoff had been uh, had basically been running the NWO Black in basically in Hollywood's absence because Hulk Hogan only wrestled three or four times a year at this point. Uh, but you know, they were, you know, they were, it was a weird time in NWO because, or excuse me, in WCW because they had been trying to to give you different storylines for the NWO and WCW had been co-branded, branding the, the NWO stuff. Um, it's, it's just, it's a weird time in wrestling because at this point in time, if I remember right, WCW is still beating WWF, WWE. This is part of the 83 weeks, if I remember right. And this is sort of the beginning of the end for, for WCW. Um, because they let the, the talent take over. Eric Bischoff dropped the ball. He let the talent decide what was going to happen. Um, and it clearly shows, I think, uh, in a lot of ways. I am not a Bischoff fan. Uh, this pay-per-view has done something to me uh, that I can't really describe that well in words. Uh, I have been on record with you and said that ECW was probably the most poorly produced show I've ever seen. Because ECW you're was probably the most poorly uh, promoted and it was also probably the most uh, ridiculous and terrible wrestling I've ever seen. <laughs> I still stand by that. Uh, but uh, I haven't seen much of WCW in the, in the most recent years here. But going back and watching Star K98, this is in the same ballpark and the same sport as ECW. This was probably one of the worst pay-per-views in general that I've ever seen. This well, is absolute dog shit. I completely disagree with with that, um, and for a number of reasons, which we'll get into at the end. I, you know, I, I, but the thing about 
WCWs, you, you got to remember, which your comment actually is kind of surprising. Basically, the, the, you had the three elements of professional wrestling all were highlighted in those three companies that you mentioned. ECW was basically a house show that got bigger than it was than it was supposed to. So ECWs, they their their presentation was terrible because you know they filmed everything in Paul Heyman's basement. They filmed everything before the fact or after the fact, um, and with with uh, with a couple of exceptions, but. You know, the, the focus was the match that was in the ring and how the fans were responding to the match, right? WCW was a production company, a television company producing a wrestling program. So it was all about the television audience. Be damned about the wrestling. Be damned about the people in the arena. It was about the television production. And WWE at the time was about... This was 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 more about the storylines, the the wrestling, and it was more about the wrestling in the ring, tell, having telling good stories, having decent matches, having epic storylines that ended in great matches with some duds in between. That was the that's the difference. So you've got your house show production, you've got your TV production, you've got your in ring production. ECW was good at the house show aspect of it. If you've ever been to a house show, you know it's a completely different atmosphere. And the wrestlers, although not on TV, seem to be into it a little bit more, depending where you catch them on tour. WCW was all about TV and how you watched it on TV. And WWF or WWE was about giving you the story in the ring. Okay. So all that well and good. Um, you tell me Starcade, and being a wrestling fan, I know that Starcade is their WrestleMania. Uh, I'm this is where all the money goes to. This is where the storylines either end or storylines begin. Uh, every championship is on the card because uh, it's Starcade. It's the WrestleMania. It's the one-night stand. Uh, it is the big show. This is the big mm -hmm. show of the year. Uh, terrible card. And um, I'm counting right here. You got uh, one, two, you got three title matches in this nine-card pay-per-view. And the bad thing is, is that the first match of the of uh, of the night was the longest match, even longer by four minutes. It was, and it was the best match. It was absolutely the best match. You're talking the triangle match between Billy Kidman, Juventud Guerrera, and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, so we're going to talk about each match like we do in every pay-per-view review, but it's just, wow. Wow, I watched WWF. So at this time, I watched WWF's pay-per-view in December of 1998, right? It had mm -hmm. pizzazz. It had uh, Titantron, so you can actually see the wrestlers. One thing that I've noticed with WCW in the past pay-per-views, and also with Nitro leading up to this show, they don't have any Titantrons. And why is that a big deal to me? It's because some of these arenas are fucking huge, and you have no way of actually watching the match because it's like, wait a minute, what's going on? I can't see anything. There's not a big fucking screen to show me. <laughs> and we got to remember, you got to remember this. The reason they were called Titantrons was because the Titan Sports, Titan Towers. That's what, that, that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what, that's the company that Vince McMahon had that owned WWE. Whatever, whatever. I'm just saying. They but, don't but, have but, but this harkens back to the other point. 
in-ring wrestling be damned, it's all about what happens on TV and how it looks on TV. Well, they didn't want Bethesda. You've got to give me a show. Dude, dude, this is Starcade. This is the WrestleMania. Fuck, even Vince McMahon at WrestleMania back when he was losing for 83 weeks against Eric Bischoff still had WrestleMania entrance be a little bit of a pizzazz, a little bit of a show. He just didn't have guys show up with the logo behind them. That's stupid. That's lazy. I mean, like, this is this is this is your Super Bowl. Go all out. And I just did not feel that because I, I pressed play on the WWE Network for Star K98, and it gave me nothing. It did not give me height or excited to watch the pay-per-view. It felt like another regular Super Brawl pay-per-view. And I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. You're 100% right. Um, WCW, in my opinion, severely dropped the ball uh, when, it, when it came to this. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. Um, their production was never all that good, with the exception of Goldberg's entrance. Nothing about the production of a WCW program was, was eye-popping, which sure. – which is counterproductive because that's what they thought they were doing. They thought they were giving you the all access, the, you know, at least three times at every event, Tony Schiavone would say, we've got some, something going on in the back. We're trying to get a camera there. We got a camera. Like they're trying, they're trying to give you the, 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 the heat and the, you know, the, the hype for what's going on behind the scenes. They're trying to give you like, Oh my God, I have to keep watching. Cause I don't know what's about to happen. That's what they're looking to find ways to keep you watching so that they could sell commercials. So I'm going to not go over um, the people that were in the matches at last year's Starcade, but I'm going to do a compare and contrast and just listen. And also you, the fans listen and tell me if I'm being a fucking asshole. Remember okay. my argument is this is Starcade. This is their WrestleMania. This is their mm-hmm. show of the year. This is the big show. This is every title or weird kind of matches. Anyway, match one through eight and Starcade 97, the year prior. Singles match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Second match, a six-man tag match. That's more than a singles match. Then you have a singles match. Then you have a Ravens rules match, which is pretty much a hardcore match. Yeah, so that's a different kind of match. Yeah. Then you had another single match. So they had two standard single matches. Mm-hmm. The sixth match was for the United States Heavyweight Championship. The seventh match was with Bret Hart as a special guest referee. And the last match was for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, that seems interesting. Not great, but interesting. I go to Start K98. Triple threat match for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Singles match for the chip for the Cruiserweight. We'll talk about that because that was a debacle. Match three, single. Match four, single. Match five, tag match. Match six uh, for the Television Championship. Match seven, single. Match eight, single. Match nine, finally, a no disqualification match for the heavyweight title. Which they announced the, the which they announced that that like during the match. Oh, by the way, we forgot to tell you, this is a no-DQ match. That's my problem. If I compared 97 Starcade and 98 Starcade, I'm expecting results. I'm expecting all your belts to be on the line. What the fuck? I mean, they didn't have, even last year in 97, did they not have a WCW Tag Team title? I know they did. Why isn't that up? They had a tag match. They had a six-man tag match. 
They have a fucking tag match in 1998 here. And the title's not on the line. Who's who, who's booking? I know it's Kevin Nash, but Kevin Nash wasn't booking in 97, though. I'm just trying to get it to that point. Yeah, like, no, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. Like, you're going to have the television championship and Starcade, and you're not going to have the United States championship? That's the, your continental title, motherfucker. <laughs> Look, the... Are we talking about 97 or are we going to talk about 98? Talk about 90. I'm just saying, okay. comparing the two shows, this is ridiculous. You look the thing about pay per views. You're going to make me defend. You're going to make me defend this thing. But you like you don't have the to. thing. The thing. The thing about these pay per views is, you know, we we we've done WrestleMania, you know, 18, and it's widely regarded as a dud. When the year previous is widely regarded as the best of all time, WrestleMania 17, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have things that work out and you're going to have things that don't work out. It's just kind of sort of how it goes. I mean, I, I can probably say, and this is, this is not necessarily with knowledge, but just, you know, what I believe to be a safe assumption, is that Kevin Nash didn't want any potential, potential anything to potentially upstage him. Which is why he didn't, you know, which is why they booked a lot of the matches the way they did. You've got several matches on this card that I believe are duds or two stars or less. Um, you know, all basically in my, you know, I hate to give, I hate to, you know, give away the, the, the goat here. But basically, in my opinion, all but the first two matches were, were, were shit. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. It's just it's just the way things happen, man. It's just they didn't. WCW had bit at by this time gone extremely cold, <clears throat> and they were not even that. They weren't even that great to begin with. Which has been my argument with you the entire time we've been doing this show is you as a WCW guy. Now you're starting to to go back as an adult, having seen some decent wrestling. Uh, go back and watch WCW and get my point to what I've been trying to bring up to you for the last for the last six months. <laughs> no, my argument stands as this, and you're right to a point, but I will defend myself. And I liked WCW because of the wrestlers that they had um, uh, from '97 till what '98. So '98, I was 11 years old when this mm-hmm. when this pay per view came out, Starcade. Uh, I'll, 11-year-old boy, loved the NWO, loved the NWO Wolfpack. I mm-hmm. don't like it now, but, I mean, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were just cool. Um, don't turn your guys, back on the Wolfpack. Oh. They were just cool, right? Hulk Hogan was the biggest name in wrestling at the time. He's on this, and he's part of the bad guys. So you mm-hmm. have three guys that are just cool. They just they just bleed cool, and then yeah. you get the guy like the giant, which is just wow, like this this beast of a guy, and then you have Goldberg into the mix. I mean, right there, that sparked any eleven year old boy's interest. Sure, so that's why yeah. I liked it. But now I'm going back and I'm watching these pay per views and I'm doing the show with you. I actually questioned myself if I should call you today and say, "Call in the ring is over with. This is destroying it." I'm having no fun, you know, like it's, it's like it's work. 
It's bad. So okay. Uh, so, yeah, it was. It, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's kick it off. Let's get into let's, it because we're, we're going to start debating, talk about these these matches. Yeah, we're not we might do as well. We're not gonna do it. We yeah. might as well. So let's start off with the first match of the night here. Um, the first match of the night was a triple threat match. It was Billy Kidman who was the champion going against Rey Mysterio Jr. and a uh, Chavo Guerrero. Uh, ultimately, the match was 14 minutes and 55 seconds long, and uh, Billy Kidman defeated Rey Mysterio Jr. and Chavo Guerrero. Juventud Guerrera and Rey Mysterio Jr. What did I say? Chavo? You, Chavo, yeah. It's Juventud Guerrera and Rey Mysterio. Uh, we're not going to get into the second match, but I'm just telling everybody how the match ends. Billy Kidman wins. Here comes Eddie Guerrero. He's like, hey, Latino eats. He doesn't say that, but uh, no. hey, you know, Bob, fuck you. So, Billy Kidman, you're wrestling again. And it's like, wow. Look, Eddie Guerrero cuts an incredibly shitty promo where he says, you know, you're a bum. You're, you know, and you got to remember, Juventud Guerrero was the was the loyal LWO guy. Rey Mysterio was the guy that was, they were saying he was contractually obligated to be in the LWO. They made this big deal about the Latino World Order, LWO. And, and they have about how Juventud Guerrero was 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 Eddie Guerrero's handpicked person to be the the cruiserweight champion. Neither of them could defeat what they called a bum, what he called a bum in in Billy Kidman. So he comes out, and, and Billy Kidman comes back out after having won the, the triangle match, and says, "If you know, put your money where your mouth is." And Eddie Guerrero, being the the, the great heel that he is, he's like, ah, "I meant like I, later, man. You got to let me get into it. I haven't even had time to prepare." And, I don't have my stuff on. And, you know, Billy Kidman comes back out and says, you know, uh, fuck you. We're wrestling right now. And they put on they put on a great match. Um, I think the match between Billy Kidman, Juventud Guerrero, and Rey Mysterio, uh, I think it was the best match of the night. Um, I'm going to give that one. I'm, seriously, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to give that four stars. Seriously, I'm going to give that four four stars for that match. I might even go four and a half stars. The second part of it, the Billy Kidman part, <coughs> excuse me, was also pretty decent. I would give that three to three and a half stars, in my opinion. Okay, so both matches all together. The first match, I'll give it a three star rating. The second match, I'll give it, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it actually a one and a half star rating, just because I'm pissed. Because I mean, my my problem, my only problem is, is that this isn't sold out. This isn't uncensored. This isn't you know super brawl. This is fucking Starcade, so I'm expecting something fucking cool. And granddaddy get, of them all, they called him. Yeah, I get, I get the triple threat match for the cruiserweight title. Cool, awesome, no big deal. And then we get this, mm-hmm. and then Billy Kidman wins. Cool, no big deal, awesome. Let's go to the next match. Oh wait, Billy Kidman's wrestling again. This guy wrestled for 25 fucking minutes. The first <laughs> half an hour of the fucking pay per view was Billy Kidman. Who the and Billy Kidman was worth it. Billy Kidman was a great in-ring performer. Billy Kidman might as well have been. I'm just telling you though. It's like who the fuck is Billy Kidman? I remember when <laughs> Billy Kidman first came out because everybody in WCW had a fucking faction. You had the LWO, the NWO, the Wolfpack, the Four Horsemen, and then you had Raven's Flock, which is what Billy mm-hmm. Kidman first started with. He came out with this ratted-tatted fucking brown shirt, always scratching himself, always looking tweaked out. The, the grunge. You there was that yeah. whole grunge thing. Poopy, poopy. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know that was the guy's thing, and all of a sudden this guy says, "No, I'm not going to be part of Raven's flock anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to wear jean shorts. I'm going to wear a wife beater." And George, George, he did wrestle in George, didn't he? He did wrestle in George, just like fucking Cena did. Uh, so, Cena I mean, still wrestles in George. 
Cena's a motherfucker. <laughs> so that's just my point. It's like that's gonna be my grave throughout this whole thing. I'm, I'm, it's, it's like a broken fucking record, dude. This is fucking Starcade. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Okay, the first match was cool. I'm gonna give you that. I will agree with you. But then to have Billy Kidman again, twenty five fucking minutes. <laughs> like, come on. Like, Look, I, I like Billy Kidman. I have no problem with Billy Kidman starting this, the rest of this but shit that's not show for out. Half an hour. It's like saying somebody's saying, "Hey, get, hey, 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 Eric, let's have Perry Saturn be on for the first half an hour and the granddaddy that, of them all." Fucking. Paper. That is not at all because fucking uh, Perry Saturn is. Perry Saturn was actually also a decent in-ring performer. He was, Dick, but he's too and, busy still but, to this day looking for Moppy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I want to hear it. It, it. Luckily, he didn't have such a shitty story in WCW. But yes. Ah, so I mean, the two matches, I I will agree with you to a certain degree, but it's just like, man, come on, fuck you, you know? It's like, come on, give me a match. This is my, this is the big pay per view, man. This is the height of your fucking. 83 weeks bullshit. You have Goldberg, who was beloved, and he is on the fucking poster with the world behind him saying that he controls the world. Like, fuck. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's okay. So the third match of the night, I just didn't care. But he had Norman Smiley, who defeated Prince Anaka, Anakia. Uh, beat him by submission in 11 minutes and 31 seconds. Uh, one star. This uh, uh, terrible. Uh, Prince Ayakia. Whatever. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, so yeah, this match to me is also a dud. Uh the, the, the disappointing thing is Norman Smiley is a great technical wrestler. Um also an ECW product, by the way. Just and he's that. also right now currently he is the trainer for NXT. So Well, and I didn't know that, but uh Norman Smiley, like the thing about him is my favorite my favorite of his runs in, in WCW was when he was the hardcore champ and he would come out in football pads because yeah. he hated he didn't he was a technical wrestler hated hardcore wrestling like that yep. was his shtick and he would accidentally win the, the hardcore title yeah like every time <laughs> yeah yeah i know i i just can't i don't have anything to say about norman Smiley. Yeah. I mean, well, I he, him and him they were both both in this match if I remember right, they were they were products of uh, of the Malinkos. Fuck the Malink. Anyway, they trained all of WCW. They were Dean Malenko is like the greatest wrestler nobody's ever heard of. No, I, I like him. He's fine. It's just fuck him. That's all. Why do you want to? Why? I'll drink a beer with the guy, but I I just I just I just for some reason Dean Malenko just anyway. Number four match of the night was Moppy himself, Perry Saturn. And he defeated Ernest Miller in a singles match at seven minutes and seven seconds in Starcade. Really? No stars. Um, yeah, this 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 to me this is also a zero. Um the thing is, is like, is the cat is actually he, he didn't, you know, he he's actually the cat Ernest Miller, the cat, is is better known that from from being at the Ayatollah in uh, The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was he was a decent heel. He was just never that he was just he never got a push or anything. Um, 
I, I don't that I remember. I, I don't know if he ever even had any kind of title runs anywhere. I don't remember that. Um, I do remember that he got a shot when he was in WWE back like 2000-something-ish. He got a shot at – Brock Lesnar just like ate his lunch. Like he got a shot at the, he did get a shot at the strap, uh, I think. For or maybe I maybe I might not be remembering the whole thing, but I, if I remember right, uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, no, I'm thinking of something else. I'm sorry. He was in a, he was in a battle royal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misremembered it. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so so far, Starcade, the granddaddy of them all. Started out with two matches in the four to three star range. And now we got two matches that are zero stars. And then we got the fifth match of the night. It's a tag team match. Not for the tag team championship. No, not on Starcade. Fuck this pay-per-view. We don't care about Starcade. We care more about NWO sold out in January than mm. December Starcade. We got Brian Adams and Scott Norton. And they defeated Fit Finley and Jerry Flynn at eight minutes and fifty six seconds. Zero fucking stars. <laughs> I mean, Fit Finley is like Fit Finley's a legend. Okay, so let's let, let's be very very clear about, I don't about Fit Finley being a legend. I don't. I don't and care. when he was in WWE, he was partners with Hornswoggle. So eat a dick. My. A horn, really? Horn swoggle, really? Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I'm. I'm Get just saying. Up. I'm just saying. Hey, hey, hey! You don't have to worry about that neck of yours getting red during the winter time because it already's red. Yeah, redneck, thick, Finley, motherfucker. Really uh, he's, he's not Finley. really. He's from. I know he he's from, from Ireland. Ireland. I'm telling you. Fucking. He might have been an Irish. Fucking... He might be an Irish redneck, but. I, horn just... swoggle. That is all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That the legend Fit Finley is in WWE with Hornswoggle. Fuck Fit Finley. Right, this fucking yeah. match is stupid. I'm also going to agree with you that this match is zero stars. This is thank this, you. This is a dud. This is a dud. Three matches in a row. I'm fucking angry. And, and here's something for the fans to know that are listening to the show and probably have turned down their volume when I yell. And I'm going to keep yelling. I'm just fair warning you. I'm fucking pissed off. I've only had two beers. I'm sober as shit. Like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, I just... A broken record. I cannot believe that this is a shit show. Like, like this is a fucking shit... This is the definition. If you look up shit show in the dictionary, the poster of Star K98 will be there. Mm. I mean, like, well. I'm, just, I'm just surprised and shocked. You know, where are the tag titles? Where's the U.S. title? No, man, they're going to fucking have the next match. Conan, who defeated Chris Jericho, who Conan was the champion, by submission in a singles match for the WCW World Television Championship at 7 minutes and 27 seconds. This one's a two-star. It's not bad. Anything that Chris Jericho's in, I will probably like. Conan, I don't know why I liked that guy back in the day. I did. Uh, Because you bout it, bout it, and rowdy, rowdy. If I did not live three hours away from you, I would smack you. I'm just saying. 
NWO Wolfpack in the house because we bought it, bought it, and we ride it, ride it. Odele, or I'll leave it a Rasta or whatever. Yeah, he was yeah there it is. <laughs> he was only a part of the Wolfpack. He was not a part of the original NWO Black and White. I mean, the match was fine. Um, it was, it's, it's fine. Okay, fine. Okay, cool. No big deal. We're gonna have the sixth match in the card be for the World Television Championship. A stupid fucking title. Uh, but it has been around since 1974. Uh, it, it, it was retired the day that WCW closed in uh, April of 2000, of 2000. But, yeah, I mean, it's just the, the world television title, really. I mean, like, that's just a stupid name. Uh, I mean, but it was still a fun match. I, I mean, two stars. It was like, oh, okay, great. We got fucking, like, we got, like, three fucking matches after this. Now, now I've perked up. Now I'm excited to see what's going on next. Yeah, you know what I mean? uh- I'm going to agree with you. I mean, I, I think I would say this is a two stars, maybe two and a half star to, for me. Um, the, the the biggest disappointment with it was the fact that that Chris Jericho just didn't win. I mean, Chris Jericho at the time was they gave him a stupid, you know, a stupid sort of sidekick. Yeah, you know, Ralphus. Yeah, Ralphus. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> Ralphus, who what wore no half a shirt. Yeah, no yeah, he had, yeah, he had a half a shirt. It was like the Jericho Protection Agency or something. Clearly. Yeah, he, he reminded me of the guy in WWE who had the gold mask and had the Cartman shirt and the Cartman doll. Oh, who was that? Yeah, we'll, we'll, go to, we'll get into him later on in the future oh, shows. He was I, part of okay, yeah. But, you know what I'm talking about. The, that, that, that image has now just sparked your interest right there. That, uh, and I remember. I remember, the, the, I remember it. I just don't remember... Who the fuck that guy was? Yeah. But, you know, now we get into the next match is it's the grudge match. It's the one that WWE has always gotten right. And WCW has tried and tried and tried to get at the time and couldn't do it. Right. And WWE at the time you had Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon happen all the time. They tried to have Ric Flair versus Eric Bischoff happen all the fucking time. And, you know, so this is this is the grudge match. This is the one that uh, is supposed to be like the the fight, right? This is supposed to be the you – know, I don't think there's anything on the line. I don't think – if I, re, I don't remember there being like, you know, Ric Flair gets to be CEO if he wins or no. whatever. Well, here's the that, thing. Gonna, WWE did that a lot. I'm going to just, again, get really upset here. You're going to have Eric Bischoff, who is the guy, the president of WCW, going against Ric Flair, who is the poster child, if not Sting, of WCW. Yes. And Woo. Ric Flair and Eric Bischoff have been going at each other's throats, even behind the scenes in real life against each other with this bullshit because of this whole NWO, WCW bullshit. Um, you just have them fight for seven minutes and eight seconds. Now... Here are my gripes. Number one, you don't have a match with Eric Bischoff and Ric Flair, a grudge match, where they both hate each other, last only seven fucking minutes! That's stupid! Number two, you do not watch Nitro on Monday, the day after Starcade, like I did. And the whole Nitro thing was not about Goldberg being stunned by a stun gun, the whole thing was about Ric Flair and Eric Bischoff. 
And, and Ric Flair comes out, strips to his fucking goddamn boxers and says, you can take it all, Eric Bischoff. You take my car, my wife, my clothes, take everything from me. I want you tonight here on Nitro. And if I win, I run the company for 90 days. If you lose, you're out of here. Ric Flair won mm-hmm. that match. Yeah, they, they fucked up. That was the match this needed to be. This is what I'm realizing that WCW has the problem with. They don't know how to fucking book. You're not going to have a Nitro, a fucking Nitro, have a stipulation like that. You'll have them rematch and fight, but Starcade 98 should be the winner controls the company. That's what the hype should have been. Sure. I'm, yeah, I'm, and you have and you have Eric Bischoff win this match in, in the middle of a figure four leg lock. Um, somebody I don't remember who, but it comes out and gives him, Eric Bischoff like Kurt Henning. Some, Kurt, yeah, that's right. Kurt Henning comes out, gives Eric Bischoff the fucking a makeshift cast like brass knuckles looking thing, and he barely taps uh, Flair on the face. Yeah, and Flair dies. Flair, he died. He, yeah, he was just, died. just dead. He's that he dies. Yeah, like that was like that. That's the thing. Like Eric Bischoff was so fucking cocky that he wouldn't lose a match like that. But he needed and, to, and that's where I know he did. That's that's how Vince McMahon wins. This is ridiculous, Ed. This is negative star. Like this is terrible. <laughs> like like it's just they miss an opportunity. Why didn't you have that stipulation in the match? Winner controls the company. That would have made it better. And you don't have him wrestle for seven minutes. You're going to sit here and tell me that Eric Bischoff versus Ric Flair in a grudge match means less than the Brian Adams, Scott Norton, Fit Finley, Jerry Finley tag match by a whole two minutes? You're going to tell me that. I don't. I mean, I, I agree with you in the time frame. But, like, and I don't know why they did what they did. Maybe Eric Bischoff wasn't physically fit. I know that they had where the storyline, and Mean Gene Okerlund, one of the greatest wrestling interviewers of all time, right, if not the best. Poor guys stuck doing interviews in the middle of the entranceway instead of in the back. But he, he does an interview with Eric Bischoff, like, halfway through – like the, right at, like either before or after the Norman Smiley match. And they do this stupid thing where he's like, guys, I have something to tell you. You know, Ric Flair is not doing any of this because, because he wants to. He's doing it because he's poor. And I'm not poor. And Eric and Ric Flair, he paid for all those, <clears throat> that high-flying, wheeling, dealing, limousine stuff out of his pocket. And I have the company that does it. That's why I'm so much better than him. And Ric Flair is, is a has-been. And, and I control the company. I'm the boss. And he needs to learn that today. And, like, it's WCW's storylines, with the exception of the culmination at Bash at the Beach 1996, right, mm-hmm. have always been just terrible. Just absolutely terrible. Yeah, very upset. This is this is one of those cases. Yeah, this is this is terrible. I mean, how? I mean, uh, I'm going to say this one part, and I'll be done with it. Um, just like the time that they had Hulk Hogan against Goldberg for the fucking title on a Nitro, 
and the fucking Georgia Dome. Like I'm not, Nitro. I'm not bashing. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not bashing Nitro at all because it was the show that helped them defeat uh, WWE for fucking eighty three weeks. But my point is, is that you don't. They always did that. They always had the big storylines on a fucking Nitro, and it's like. I can just watch it for free. That's probably why. You know what? I know what. Here we go. Wow, right there. I just got. I just got punched in the face. I just got stone cold stunned right there, Ed. <laughs> That's why I fucking liked WCW back in the day because I couldn't watch the big, uh, the big main events on the pay per view for WWF because I couldn't pay for it. I wasn't allowed to pay for it when I was a kid. But WCW, I could watch a championship match every fucking night on Monday yeah, night. That's true. That's unless it was with. And, and it, that was the one time Hogan probably defended his title, not on a pay-per-view. It's terrible. All right. Because, so, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, go ahead. The next match here is the eighth match, and it is DDP Diamond Dallas Page. He defeated the Giant in a singles match that lasted 12 minutes and 45 seconds. Not the United States title. No, no sir. No title. Just a singles match. Uh, the match was a three for me, a three-star. Just because at the end of the match, DDP diamond-cutted fucking the Giant in midair off the turnbuckle. That was pretty fucking cool. Other than that, and match was okay. While I agree with you that that was pretty cool, they literally told you it was going to happen at the beginning of the match. Yeah, they're like, he's been working on this new move. Yeah, he, he's, been, he's been working on variations of the diamond cutter. <coughs> And fucking, and there it is. That's the variation I was telling you about. I mean, as much as I like Dr. Mike Panay, like he, and that dude knows more about professional wrestling than I'll ever, that dude has forgotten more about professional wrestling than I'll ever know, Mike Panay. But like, let's be serious. He told you what was going to happen. He told you that DDP was working on a variation of the diamond cutter. Yeah. Which the diamond cutter is one of the few moves in professional wrestling that is almost unkick outable for whatever reason. I mean, it's, it's the RKO, you know, the RKO is the same thing. It's un, once it's, once it's hit, you're done. That's it. And it's um, nothing. It's just, it's just, he just holds your head while you hit the mat. Every well, yeah. The stunner was one of those moves. The jackknife was one of those moves. The uh, jackhammer was one of those moves. Yeah, but the difference between those moves and the moves that you just said is that those moves were violent, and it made it look real. The Stone Cold Steve Austin Stone Cold Stunner looked violent because because, and we've had this argument before. I'm going to say it again. He had guys carry him throughout his whole career, and they sold the they sold the finishers very well. Fine, but just like I don't like the RKO, and I just don't like the Diamond Cutter. It's it's Diamond Cutter's RKO, RKO's Diamond Cutter. It's just, it's just, he just, he just holds your head while you hit the mat. There's nothing special about it. I mean, it's an, it's an, it's a neck breaker. It's a, it's a, it's a type of neck breaker. I'm you know? sure, I'm sure if, if DDP did that to me, I'll be crying like a bitch. I'm just telling you. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, oh God. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm Diamond cutter out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh RKO, he's slithering. Always, <laughs> watch out, watch out. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Fun match though, DDP and the Giant. Fun. I just wish it was for a fucking title. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, again, neither of them had titles going into this. So this was the second longest match of the night. At twelve, DDP could break, dude. DDP could. could fucking rake. He was 
he was a great in-ring performer, even though he was a he was forty-five years old probably in nineteen ninety-eight. Probably he was he was oldest he was oldest shit, and he he was a, he was a character that I thoroughly enjoyed. I loved DDP. I still to this day liked liked everything DDP ever did, with the exception of stalking. The Undertaker's wife, which was yeah. absolutely the worst thing that they could have done to him ever. If I ever, ever meet DDP, I'm going to shake his hand and go, thank you for everything. I'm so sorry that Vince McMahon put his dick in your ass. How are you still feeling? <laughs> and he's going to say, I needed a job, man. This is what I needed the money. And now I'm going to diamond cut you. No! Anyway. Mm-hmm. The last match. No, he'll, he's peaceful. He'll, he'll, he'll just teach you yoga. Yeah, thank you. The last yeah. match of the night. Uh. Goldberg comes in as the champion at 173-0, undefeated. Kevin Nash defeats him in a notice qualification match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, the big old belt, at 11 minutes and 20 seconds. <sighs> and, and much like a television show, they tell you that Scott Hall is coming out later in the, later in the event. Scott Hall literally comes out in his street clothes. No, no, no. Uh, he comes out in uh, he comes out in the security uniform. Well, no, I'm saying earlier in the event. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes out in street clothes and he's like, "Hey yo, I got I got nothing to do tonight. I got no matches. I got no family. Nobody loves me." You sound like a really mentally handicapped Stallone, but continue. I love it. I, well, I'm just saying that's kind of how that's kind of how he sounded when he was in the ring. Well, I because he was I, drunk. I love it. Because love he it. was drunk. No, I, I love it. Hey, uh, 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 hey, uh, I'm oozing machismo. But anyway, anyway, so Scott Hall comes out. They, they, you know, I have nothing better. I have nothing to do tonight. Nobody loves me. I, or, you know, maybe it was at a, at a Nitro or something that I met, that I'm mixing in Nitro. I don't remember. But at some point before this or during this event, he comes out and says, nobody loves me. I'm an, I'm the only outsider. I, nobody, I got no family, no friends, no nothing. And then. Kevin Nash, he helps comes out with a cattle prod, and he fucking cattle prods Goldberg, and then Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash jackknifes him, and wins the strap. So this is the problem. Uh, let's just let's just do this. Let's forget that for one second that Kevin Nash is not booking. Let's just pretend. Okay. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall saved your business. Yes, you were a dying business. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall came in and made you fucking awesome. You have a character that you created that Vince McMahon has not created called Goldberg, which is on this ridiculous undefeated streak. He was not 173 and 0. That's just ludicrous. Uh, you mean to tell me that not even a year after he premiered, he had 173 matches? That's not the case. That's been debunked numerous times. He was like 40 and 0. In reality, but anyway, in important matches, yes. Well, I mean, fuck, in uh, and uh, uh, just not to promote another show, but uh, in the wrestling show, what happened when with uh, with uh, Connor and uh, Tony Schiavone, uh, Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone had a Goldberg episode, and he was like, Yeah, I was told by Eric Bischoff on Nitro to say that he was 60 now, and then the next night he was 72 when I so like yeah. it was just like okay, but anyway. It makes sense to have Kevin Nash defeat Goldberg, to defeat him for the title, for and also defeat his uh, his undefeated streak. That makes sense. 
That does, because you're going to have the guy who saved your company still be the top dog. That's cool. Sure. Not a problem. And a no disqualification, and he, Goldberg does not get defeated by Kevin Nash. He gets defeated by a fucking stun gun. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. That's the fucking problem. If Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were in a hell in a cell type of cage and they were going at each other and Goldberg legitimately lost, cool. No problem. I would not be bitching. Here's another thing that's really a problem with WCW's production value. Scott Hall shows up, gets on top of the ring, and he's stun gun. He has a stun gun. Fucking Goldberg. Goldberg tries to sell it by twitching because he thinks, oh, if I get shocked, I'm just going to twitch for no reason. So he's really trying to oversell the twitch, right? Sure. The camera then follows the security crew because Bam Bam Bigelow comes out <laughs> and tries to get in. Right. So then they're escorting him out. Scott Hall is a part of it and he points the stun gun to the camera. And go back, and also the fans that are listening to this, go back and watch that scene when they're escorting Bam Bam Bigelow out and Scott Hall is pointing the stun gun to the fucking camera. Why does that fucking matter? Because I'm gonna tell you real quick. I'm gonna <laughs> before before you do, before you do, before you do, please note that they not only do it quickly. They then go back and replay it in slow motion to show yes. you what Jordan's about to explain. I'm going to explain what a stun gun actually looks like. The top of the stun gun that actually stuns you as a human being has these two silver prongs on it because that's where the electricity comes from to shock you. They have black duct tape all around the top of it. And when you press the button to fire the stun gun, you get like this blue, yellowish looking, not a flame, but like this electric shock. It does, it does spark. It did spark. That's, it yeah, sparked, and then he turned it off. He, he, yeah. he obviously had to turn it off to, to not electrocute Goldberg. But it had black. Fine. You want to have black duct tape covering the top of the stun gun so he doesn't get stunned. Cool. But then the drunken alcoholic Scott Hall says, I'm going to point this at the camera so the audience knows it was just black duct tape. <laughs> wow! That's literally saying, hey everybody, I'm going to cut my forehead open with this razor blade real quick. Hold on. Like, well, and the best part... <coughs> the trick. The, the best part about the whole thing was that it happened real quick and you if you, if you would have just let it go, if you would have just, if they would have just let it go, you would have been like, "Oh, okay, that's like it would have, it would have seemed pretty pretty realistic," but they then go back and Tony Schiavone goes, "Folks, we've got the replay of Scott Hall with the cattle prod," and he fucking and they slow motion it, and it's Scott Hall flirting, you know, or whatever, and pointing the duck uh, electrical tape, duct tape, whatever covered end of the stun gun at the camera. In wow. slow motion, like you're a fucking idiot. For I'm so glad. If you don't realize, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm so glad that you did all that. I'm, I'm so yeah. glad because when I first saw that, I was like, I cannot wait to talk to Ed about this. Like, wow. <laughs> like, what? What? A, and who's to blame for that? Not Bischoff. Not the camera guys. Not any of those people. Scott Hall. Scott, Scott Hall. Hall did it. Scott Hall, dude. I mean, but they didn't need to go back and point it out. No, they didn't go. They, no, it's live. It's a live show, right? So they didn't go and stun gun to the face. Oh, whoa. And just not even show that again. Yeah. They they went back into the production oh. truck and were like, hey, I've got a great replay. Oh, let's slow it down right here. 
so the audience can see the trick. Yeah. Let's show how we saw the woman in half. Let's yeah. go ahead and show everybody how we do this. That's yes. That, wow. Yes. And see, that's the thing is that everybody knows that wrestling is quote unquote fake. It's you know, choreographed. It is it's, choreographed and the whatever. outcomes are predetermined. Whatever. It's not fake. It's, stop, it's choreographed. Stop being, stop being PC. I'm just trying to prove a point. That's all. I'm just trying to prove a point. No, I'm going to continue with my point. I understand what you're saying, and I appreciate that, but it's no reason to be PC. It's fake. I get that. But magic is fake. The guy doesn't actually levitate off the ground, you fucking idiots. It's an illusion. <laughs> yes. It's a trick. So the whole point of why people love magic is, whoa, how did he do that? I don't know. That's pretty fucking cool, right? Mm -hmm. When you show the trick, it just makes it less desirable. It's like, oh, so I'm going to go and get a stun gun and put duct tape on top of it and pretend to shock my friends now. Thank you for giving me this. That's what 11-year-old Jordan would say because I'm 11 years old and I'm a kid and I don't know any better. But wow, that's my gripe. I'm like, let's let's the match. Goldberg was fine. Uh, Kevin Nash was fine in it. No problem at all. I thought they had a decent match. You know, I would give the match a three star. It was okay. Uh, it could have been better. You know, could have been more hyped up. I wish that it was Goldberg versus Kevin Nash. It would have had a, a different kind of match. fucking inferno match or something. You know, something just to, you know, up the ante a little bit more. You know what I mean? Just something mm -hmm. than just a no disqualification match. Because these two were not The Rock and, and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They can't carry a no disqualification match at a WrestleMania 17 like those two could. Sure. They can't. Goldberg couldn't wrestle. Right. Yeah, Goldberg, Goldberg is, a, is a Hall of Famer that could not wrestle. That is he could not wrestle. Fair. So it's like, it's fine, but wow, showing it. Wow. Ultimately, Star K98 doesn't even get a star. I am so disappointed in this pay-per-view, and I'm so disgusted with WCW to put this on because I will even prove my point one more time. I went back and watched the next pay-per-view in January, sold out after this, and it had fucking four title matches on it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking World War III in November had four. Title matches. Uh -huh. What the fuck? Terrible. No stars. Uh, no stars. Uh, are you? Are you? Are we? Uh, no stars for what? The match in its entirety, or I don't know. I or the three? I'm saying the whole pay per view is a no star. Terrible. It's a bomb. It's a dud. Um, I, I'd give it. I'd give it a. Uh, two stars because Billy Kidman match was fantastic. You're too kind, and 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 the the hype, the hype train behind the streak versus versus the Wolfpack were it was pretty cool. But you know, I mean, it, I'm not gonna try to say that this was a good pay per view by any stretch of the imaginations. It wasn't. I mean, there. It, you had so many, like you had, this was, this match should, this pay-per-view should have been a Nitro. Matter of fact, it could have been a Thunder. This was pretty much a Nitro or a Thunder. Yeah, because like, <laughs> like the cat and Norman Smiley on a fucking pay-per-view. On, on fucking Starcade. Starcade of all of them. <laughs> and you've this got, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, 
It's Starcade. And those guys, they didn't – not that they're not good wrestlers, not that they uh, – not that everybody doesn't deserve their shot in, in the wrestling business, but I'll be damned. Like, if you're going to put those guys above – like, those guys above other guys who Booker have – Booker T. Uh, yeah, Booker like T would be one. Yeah, like <laughs> Booker T – Fucking, uh, I don't know what was going on with Sting at the time. I'm sure he was injured or something. He was he was getting ready to reemerge as as the Crow, right? No, he wasn't. He, no, no. The start came before the '97. The match was Sting versus Hogan for the title. So. Okay, so so why, where was Sting? I don't know. I have don't no know. idea. Don't maybe know. he was, maybe he was hurt. I don't know. We don't know the backstories as to a lot of these things, but yes, they had to have had there had to have been better guys in the back. Who were more deserving of a match on Starcade than a guy who's known as the guy who was in the wrestler movie? Yeah, and Norman Norman fucking Smiley. Like yep. there half you know Conan was good, and that match was deserving. You know that storyline was deserving. That was fine. Starcade. But yeah, I mean, and Fit Finley, no fucking those guys like Scott Norton. Uh, Jerry Flynn, like, come on. We we deserved better as fans, and that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to go back and, and review this is, is I wanted to go back and rewatch it as an adult and just, just talk it out. I really need to right. talk out this pay-per-view. <laughs> well, see, and one more thing I want to tell everybody is that I already told everybody what happened on Nitro the night after mm-hmm. with Ric Flair and Eric Bischoff. But Kevin Nash's title reign will not last that long because in just a few short months or weeks, we get the infamous finger poke of doom on a nitro where he just gets poked in the poked in the chest by Hogan, loses the title to Hogan, and the Wolfpack is now dead. And Nash and Hogan and Hall are joined together again. Yeah. So just terrible. Uh, unfortunately, this does not conclude our WCW reign. When you come back to hear us in the new year of 2019, we will be doing a Goldberg episode. All about Goldberg. Yes. Uh, uh, We'll be doing a Goldberg episode talking about his career, a short-lived career. We will be talking about WCW and all the way until he retired at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar for WWE. So that will be a full 100% Goldberg episode about his career. I'm excited about it. I'm going to get into Goldberg hype here in the weeks to prepare for this episode. Really excited to talk about Goldberg. Goldberg. Right. Goldberg. But we want to say thank you so much, fans, for listening here, everybody in the Movie Guys Verse. You can download this episode and many others. Just go to movieguyspodcast.com or movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. And you can go to other sources to download our episode. Just go to iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Just search Movie Guys Podcast. You can find us on social media, such as Instagram, Facebook, and also on Twitter. Just type in Movie Guys Podcast and you'll be able to find us. We have some great announcements coming everybody's way. In the next couple of weeks here for 2019, I'm really excited. Ed's excited about it. And also with our other show, Movie Guest Podcast, Eric is also really excited about it too. So we'll be doing some cool things to everybody here. But make sure to keep on checking MovieGuysPodcast.com for constantly getting updates. And if you want to know what we're reviewing in the future, just go to the right side of the page and you'll see the Movie Guys Podcast schedule and also Call in the Ring schedule. 
you can click and see what we're doing for next future episodes. But uh, Ed, thank you so much for joining me in this episode. And we'll be back in two weeks to talk about Goldberg. Have a good night.